Hello there, it's Lou Conran here and welcome to my podcast, How's Your Week Been? This is where I will be generally waffling on about the minutiae of my life and hoping to the love of the Lord that you, the listener, will have emailed me in on info at louconran.com with all of the details about what you've been up to this week. We will share stories, you'll listen to me, I'll listen to you and together we'll have a lovely time. So here, sit back get a cup of tea and have a listen to this. Hello. Uh, It's me. Is it me you're looking for? I'm in the living room today because um, I decided that it was quite slobby to record this in my bedroom. Um, And also, I think the gentleman caller was worried that you'd see our sex swing reflected in my glasses or on the screen or something. I mean, because, you know, we've got a sex swing, we've got... um, What else do you have in a passionate boudoir? Um, Fudge? Don't know. So there you go. So I'm doing it from the living room, where I've just realised I'm now... Moved from the boudoir to a photograph or a picture of a lady with her bottom out, which is sitting behind me. Well, you can't have everything, can you? So, hi. It's whatever day it is. um, I've got more eyeliner under one of my eyes than the other. I'm not fully behind my eyes yet. Do you know what I mean? When you get up in the morning and you're not really ready to greet the day. And I say that as a person that sat here and it's half past two of an afternoon. So, you know do what you want with that. I've had a very busy week. I've performed in an arena in Northampton. It wasn't really an arena arena, it was a stadium actually. I don't really know the difference. It's sport, people run around a field kicking a ball or picking up a ball or something with the rugby thing. So that was exciting and that was with, what's his name? Al Murray and Milton Jones and the wonderful Laura Smith. Oh, we had a riot. And then guess what? In the middle of it, I'm sitting there backstage and I'm listening to, I think Milton was on at the time. And I was listening to that and um, I'm looking out into the crowd. Beautiful sunny evening. Looking out into the crowd and I see this kind of reflection of white hair glowing from the stadium. And I was like, oh, that looks very familiar. Oh, who's that? And when I had a little closer look, I realised, oh, gosh, that looks like my dad. And then I thought, oh, my God, it is my dad. What the flipping heck is he doing in Northampton? And then I was like, well, more to the point, who is he with? Because I didn't recognise anyone he was with and I thought, where's my bloody mother? Anyway, she was dipped down in the seat. She popped up and there she was. And I thought, well, fuck me. They've surprised me. My mum used to work with a woman called Denise. They used to work at a company called Munchie in Aston Clinton in Oxfordshire. And she's only bloody well kept in touch with her, hasn't she? And now they live in Northampton and mum and dad went to stay with them and then Denise was like, oh Jan, you've just got to come and see your daughter do a gig. Mum and dad don't really like coming to see me and if I'm honest, I don't really like them coming to see me. Because why why would I want my mum and dad to hear me discussing about the innards of my vagina and um, about my gentleman caller eating out to help out? I really would, you know, it's not. It's not ideal that your parents listen to that. Anyway, luckily, oh, it must have been God's way because I'd sort of sent, um, edited myself, which is a very rare thing for me. 
edited myself and I sort of wasn't too rude I was just mainly just picking on people really and then that's when I noticed them and I thought well good to know won't do the um eating pussy stuff in front of the parents which nobody really wants to hear that do they Mm. anyway so that was a great gig and what else have I done oh well I'll tell you what's annoyed me. I don't really get annoyed by very much, really. Well, two things, actually. I've said that now. Two things. I've noticed in the world that manners... We were brought up with manners. Now, I might seem a little bit rude, but I I was brought up to have manners and be a nice person. I was brought up to say please and thank you. Now, I've noticed since... Maybe it was like always like this, but apres panny D... People don't say thank you anymore when you pass them in the car. You know, when you like let you go, oh, I'll let you go past because I'm a nice person. But you appear to be a bit of a cunt. Yes. Honestly, people people are ignorant these days, aren't they? Just ignorant. Just say thank you or just wave or just do something like that. What's the matter with you people? It's, there's a great sense of entitlement at the moment and I, I I don't like it. I don't like it. It's unnecessary. You don't have to be a twat, do you, really? Just be nice. I mean, there's that whole be kind thing, isn't there? Just be kind and just be loved. Just be kind and just be nice and lovely. There's no need to be a wanker, is there? No. Thank you very much. Just drying my washing on my radiator. Yes, it might be toasty outside, but the GC's put the heating on. He hates to be cold. Oh, talking of which, it's funny because I was doing, I was at a gig on Friday in the Staffordshire area and um, got chatting to a bloke in the audience. Bloody funeral director. Well, I find that fascinating. The leap, by the way, was because I was thinking I don't like to be cold which is why I don't want to be buried when I die. I want to be cremated because I bloody love the heat. Cook me. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, this bloke, wonderful man. Very lovely. How do you end up being a funeral director? That's what I want to know. Is it an ambition that you have when you're at school? I know, I would just want to deal with dead people. Well, death fascinates me. Death fascinates me. I've never been scared of dying. Well, until I started comedy. Oh, get me, dying on stage. Never been scared of dying. My sister, on the other hand, used to cry every night when she was little about the prospect of her carking it. I always think, well, do you know what? When your time's up, your time's up. And when it is time to go, thank the Lord, at least I'll never have to do the Edinburgh Festival again. You've got to think of the positives, haven't you, really? I mean, some would say, Lou, you don't have to do the Edinburgh Festival anymore if you don't want to and you're absolutely right which is why I'm not doing it well I mean come back to me next year I might just be desperate for the attention and desperate for um the prospect of bankruptcy but you know anyway what drives you to become a funeral director I find that fascinating and and this guy was like oh no I do all the mucky stuff so like dipping bits in formaldehyde and stuff isn't it isn't that what you do as a funeral director don't know he said he did it as work experience and that's how we ended up doing it but like what I mean you must be taking the piss when you're younger or what do you want to do for your work experience you've got a week you can more or less go anywhere local in the area where do you want to go well Mrs Teacher yes I'm gonna go and 
pretend to be a funeral director. That's quite grim, isn't it, as a child to want to go and do that? You've got to have a very gallows sense of humour at the age of 15 or however old you are when you do work experience. Haven't you? Very gallows humour to do something like that. Now, though, I mean, I, as I said, I find death fascinating. I used to go to a death cafe. Um, I've just dropped coffee on my cream carpet. That's good, isn't it? A death cafe. What is that, I hear you ask? Well, I will tell you. When I lost my daughter, I'm not getting grim. When I lost my daughter, I found this thing in... um, She died. I didn't just lose her in a shop. I found this um, kind of group, right, that's called the death cafe. Now, at the time, I thought it must be therapy or something like that. But turns out it's not therapy. Oops. It's just a group of people that are fascinated by death and that want to talk about it. They want to talk about the prospect of them, what happens when they die. Are they, it might be people that are really worried about dying. Might be people that want to understand a bit more about the process of death. Might be people that want to talk about what they want to do when they shuffle off this wretched earth that we're on at the moment. I've just realized I've got my dinner down my onesie. Do apologize. So you go to this death cafe and you basically sit around, you have a cup of tea and you get in little groups and you just sort of chat about death and all that goes with it, really. When I went, the first time I went, I met this wonderful woman who, um, I believe she was adopted and then had found out subsequently that she was trying to do her family tree of the the people that had put her up for adoption and she was of Indian origin and she was trying to trace her Indian family and her Indian roots and she'd found out who her birth father was and then after she'd found out unfortunately she she found out that he had passed away so she was at the death cafe going I really want to go and trace his family tree I'm going to go to India I want to understand about what happens like during um an Indian burial I want to know about the processes of that I want to know where he's buried so many questions and it was fascinating and then loads of people sort of chipping in going oh well this is the process this 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 I tell you what it was so weirdly life-affirming talking about the one thing that we all have in common which is we are all going to die none of us know when none of us know how Um, unless you, you know, planning. Anyway, that's grim. But it's the one thing that we all have in common. Donald Trump is an arsehole. He will die. Some would suggest perhaps it would be better if it was sooner or later. I mean, I'm not one to... Sooner would be better. Boris Johnson, he's going to die. Again, sooner or later, that's his lookout. The Queen, she held on for such a long time, but she died. She is a woman of the people. Same, same, isn't it? Fascinating. So could, this is why I was like, I could have spoken to this funeral director guy all night, but obviously I had a show to do, so I couldn't really plough on into that. And I said to him, I was like, have you ever like had like they do on the on the films, you know, like when a body sits up and belches or farts? when they're dead you know I'm quite frequently sitting up and belching and farting I don't even have to do it sitting up I can just do it wherever I am actually very talented in the wind area that's a thing that develops when you get older isn't it nobody tells you that when you get past the age of 40 your trumping starts times it by 18 crazy days well what a weird link 
didn't even realise. Had a meeting last week. That's right. I've been having meetings um, with um, the production company. And I've been talking about mediumship and, and psychics and stuff like that. Because that also fascinates me. I love Most Haunted. I love Ghost Adventures. I love all of that sort of thing. Whether you believe in it or not. Your lookout is your lookout. My lookout is, yes, I do believe in it, because this house has lots of ghosts in it. There is, there's lots of banging and tapping that goes on in this house. The telly switches itself on and off. I know I've spoken to you about that before, but there's a lot of things that go on in this house. But I'll stop now on that respect, because I know I'll probably lose most of you. But that's absolutely fine. It's not for everyone. But... I had a meeting with this company and I've introduced a friend of mine, Mara. She's like um, the psychic scout's wife. She's amazing. Um, and she can talk to the dead. Again, that's your lookout if you believe it or not. That's up to you. I personally do believe that Mara can actually communicate on a psychic and mediumistic level. That's right. They're two different things. And she was chatting to this production company and we just sort of like I was introducing them to the people so that they could sort of get a better understanding of what it's like to be in Mara's world fascinating do we truly die I have to be honest that's not what I intended to talk to you about today but as my brain goes we just go from one topic to the other but unfortunately well no I say unfortunately but today it's about death we are all going to die. What's your thoughts on death? See, it doesn't bother me. The older I get, I think now that I've actually met somebody and I'm getting married, I think I worry about that a little bit more because now I've actually got a reason to... Oh, that sounds depressing, doesn't it? I've got a reason to live because of a man. But I have. I've got... Previously, I was sort of wandering around like a little bit in limbo, really, but and wasn't really that bothered about whether I died or not. Oh, woe is me. But now I've met somebody, I'm thinking, well, we do a lot of travelling in this job. We're always up and down the country. We're always driving here, there and everywhere. I have fallen asleep whilst driving before and I nearly drove under a lorry. I was talking about this last night. You see, now you tell me that there's no divine intervention of any sort. Well, I'm telling you there is because once I fell asleep in the middle lane of the motorway and I woke, I got woken up by my phone ringing, it had a blank screen, and if the phone hadn't rung and woken me up, I would have driven under the wheel arch of the lorry. And then I wouldn't be here today waffling on in your face, sitting in a dinner-stained onesie, drinking a coffee that's very strong. Yeah, that was divine intervention. I don't believe in God. I believe there's something. I have amazed myself. I don't know what I'm talking about when I start these things. What goes on in my brain? Nothing, really. Very little. I had new photographs taken because I'm going to try and do some more acting. So I've got some new headshots on their way. When I get those done, oh, you'll be the first to probably never see them because I hate having my photo taken. But more importantly, I'm going to read some of your emails. So, as ever, if you wish to join in the How's Your Week Been fun, and it is fun for me, I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm having a wonderful time. I would like you to actually email me and tell me how your week's been. Just let me know. Just tell me. Email me on info at lukeonran.com and let me know. How's your week been? That's all you need to do. It doesn't have to be exciting. It doesn't have to be over the top. It just, you know, 
let's just talk about it. Look at me. Didn't even know I was going to start today talking about dead people. Right, I have an email here from, oh, an old friend of the playground comedy gigs and now of How's Your Week Been? It's bloody Vicky, isn't it? Vicky, Nurse Vicky. Well, she says, now, Lou, how has your week been? Well, I've just told you, Vicky. Yeah, didn't anticipate talking about what we talked about, but you're a nurse, so you've probably seen loads of bloody people cock it. Another week in the NHS done, and for those who may have been wondering... I don't know how I do it sometimes. I don't know how you do it, Vicky. For the most part, the satisfaction of actually being able to help and support patients, and more often than not, their families as well. Well, you're a better person than I. Got to have patience to deal with patients. See, that should be a slogan for the NHS. Patience for patients. And the nurses, because I believe people are being arseholes. I had a bit of an indifferent week last week as I pulled up outside my flat an ice cream van was sitting waiting for me. Well, at least that's what I say in my head. Yes! Isn't it God's way when you're just, you're coming home from work? I mean, obviously I normally get home from work at about one o'clock in the morning and if there was an ice cream van outside my house at one o'clock in the morning, it'd be selling drugs. Not a Mr Whippy. However, what a joy to come down your road, Vicky, and witness a wonderful sight of the potential of deliciousness in your gob. Oh, I hope you've got... Uh, yes, you did. I therefore took it upon myself to treat myself to the largest Mr Whippy with raspberry sauce for dinner. Good for bloody you, Vicky. Oh, I'd have had a flake, I think. I'm hoping you've had a flake and you just forgot to tell me that. Lots of love to you and the GC. Lots of love back at you, Vicky. And I'm telling you now, listen, people that work for the NHS, I know you're under pressure, but you eat what you want to eat. You drink what you want to drink. You're the people that are running this country, not the government. It's you. Politics. There you go. Mm. Very strong coffee. Do you know what? There's an ice cream farm down the road from here. You can get ice creams in vending machines. Yes! <laughs> oh, you see, some people uh, take the mickey out of living in the country. But where else are you going to get an ice cream vending machine in the middle of bumfuck nowhere? You're welcome. Thanks, Vicky. Now then. Where are we? Oh, I tell you what, Karen, you're always here. You're always messaging and God bless you for that. You and Vicky, thank you. I can rely on you too. Karen doesn't have much to say other than she's just been sweating her tits off. Fabulous. Well, I hope you pick them up because I'm telling you, Karen, nobody needs to trip over your tits. I, I can't make any comments on your breasticles because I've never seen them, nor do I wish to, so please don't send me a photograph, Karen. But if they're anything like mine, that's a hazard if they have sweated off. That's all I'm saying. Mine should be used as... What would I use my fat sacks as? Oh. Well, if there was flooding, I'd put them by a door and that'd stop water coming in. Mm. Now then, where are we? Got another message. Jennifer. Jennifer Joelle White. She's back. She was messaged us on week one and I gave you an update on her poor little 
Aoife. But here she goes. Ah, she's been okay. She's been okay. She's still processing the loss of her little Aoife, which, yeah, she's very tired. So much effort into helping her over the last eight months or so that, well, I tell you what, it is like being a carer, isn't it? You are a carer for your cat. And I've just seen on the news that lots of children are identifying as cats these days. What the flipping heck is happening to this world? Surely that... Oh, you're not allowed to talk about it, are you? Because it's on PC. Well, if you're identifying as a cat, then I'm identifying as a massive breast. <sighs> Don't stare at me. It's rude to stare at people's tits. Yeah, you've got to take some rest, Jennifer. Jennifer's having a little rest and she... Yeah, you've got to. Because grieving, however long it takes, you will feel better when you feel better. There's no rules. Doesn't matter whether it's a person or an animal. Grief is grief at the end of the day. You'll get over it when you get over it. You never get over it. But do you know what I mean? You feel better when you feel better. Don't rush, Jennifer. That's all I'm saying. Oh, God. And the car needs some significant repair work. An ex unexpected expense like that is never welcome. No, it's bloody not, is it? <sighs> Supposed to, and we need our cars more and more these days because the trains are so expensive. Ridiculous, I need the car to get to work, unfortunately. Yes! I just like the idea of jumping in my car whenever I like to go and drive somewhere. Oh, it's very therapeutic. I tell you what, I've got a friend, Anna. She said... The best thing about being married, she's not now, but she said the best thing about being married was being driven. And I have to say, Anna, I agree. When the GC says to me, like, if we're going to go to a gig together, he says, do you want to drive? And I go, no. That's <laughs> because I'm lazy. I'm not lazy. How can you be lazy when you're sat in a car? Because you're, you're essentially just sitting down, aren't you? Other than that, I've been reading... And dipping into Facebook and Instagram from time to time. From time to time, that's a good thing, Jennifer, because you don't want to overdo it. Like, your screen time is like 84 hours. How do we ever get things done? And she's enjoying my GC's chip shop reviews. If you haven't seen them, you should do. And also, you should recommend some chip shops for him to review. Not too many, because I don't want to marry a fatty. And they have led some serious chip cravings. Tell me about it. Fortunate, well, I say fortunately, he doesn't actually eat them all or so he tells me. I don't know whether I believe it. The past couple of weeks have been rather subdued, which is, do you know what? That's okay, Jennifer. That is okay. You can be subdued. You can do what the flipping hell you like. And hope all in Luland is... Do you know what? Everything in Luland is fine and dandy. I have been making bunting like a lunatic for my wedding. I have a whole box here of flags that I have been making. There's about 160 there and I've only got, uh, how many more have I got to make? About 400. Yeah. What else am I going to do when I'm not doing this and when I'm not driving across the country and when I'm not trying to stop my GC from eating too many chips because I'm worried he'll have a heart attack and die before the wedding and I don't have life insurance, but that's not the point. I love him. You're supposed to say that, aren't you? Anyway, listen, you lot. Um, 
Wasn't going to do a chat with anybody this week, but then the GC has been so lovely, I thought I'd have a little chat with him. So uh, get yourself a brew, get yourself another ice cream, Vicky. The rest of you, email me and tell me what you've been doing with your week. Info at lukeonran.com and have a listen to me waffling on with my gentleman caller. Much love, speak to you soon. Okay, uh, gentleman caller. How has your week been? It's been very good, thank you, Louise, but my weeks are always very good. Why is that? Because I'm a happy, jolly chappy. Why is that? <laughs> because I live with you, Louise, yes, and every day is a school day. Every day is a school day. Yeah. Edward, what um, what of significance have you done this week, then? Um, what have I done this week? I've been um, been moving around gigging, done another chip shop review, which is yeah. fun. I found a great chip shop this week. Oh, very unexpected. Where was that? Hull. I was told to go to one in particular, um, and it was shut at half past six on a Friday night. Very, well, very that's, disappointing. That's criminal, isn't I, it? Seriously, I, I don't understand why that would happen, but... I went there and I thought, well, I'm going to have to Google somewhere else. And there was a few in Hull that mm. shut early on a Friday. So whether it's a Hull thing, whether it's... I, uh, I've got no idea, but it just seems... It's fish day, isn't it? Not well, that it, I talk about fish. Maybe, they, maybe they're maybe they not religious. Isn't Fish Friday a religious yeah, thing? Yeah, but that's got to be... It's the big day for fish and chips, isn't it? So I, I genuinely, I find it... But anyway, whatever. Um, I was very disappointed because I was salivating on the way over. Oh, you love salivating. your chips, I do love you? chips. But I randomly found a different one, mm. and oh, mm. they were great chips. I mean, properly good chips. Properly. What constitutes a good chip, then, for well, you? Well, this is the thing. I don't like waiting for chips. You're very impatient. I'm very. I'm quite impatient. <laughs> Rich, come from here. <laughs> right? But I, a lot of people, I've had this, a lot of people brought this up, right? They like, they like fresh chips. Yeah. I get that. But every now and again, with fresh chips... They get them out too quickly and they're not cooked. Right. And that, to me, to not cook a chip is just criminal uh, from a chip shop. So what I how I like my chips, genuinely, mm. is if they're cooked, you take them out, you shake them properly so you get as much of the fat off, that way they won't go soggy, and you put them in the warmer. But if it's a good chip shop, they're constantly turning their chips over, so they'll only be in the warmer for a little bit, and it gives them a little bit of extra crisp, I think. That's my preference to it. But a lot of people have said, oh, I'm more than happy to wait for chips. I, it's one of those things that is a little bugbear for me. They have a chip shop. That's what they do. Oh, have dear. them ready. Have them ready. Have them ready. But maybe the light, that it's a good sign that they keep making the chips because people are coming to buy them. Because yeah, but, yeah got... but if they're constantly turning them over, that's the thing. But if you go to a chip shop and there's three or four people just waiting outside because they haven't put any on, and they're in the fryer then. I just, I just find that it's, it's a personal thing, and a lot of people have said it the other way around. But I, I, it's just a thing with me. I don't like waiting for chips. I want to go in and get them. Bosh. Oh, oh Edward. <laughs> Maybe you should just stick to crisps. They're not chips, aren't they? No, it's. Do you know what they do? Actually, do with a lot of crisps is they're all the really manky crisps, and they bleach them. Oh, and and uh, so you the the crisps that are usually used by a lot of crisp companies are, are usually manky ones that you wouldn't get in the shops, and they'll bleach them so they look like proper crisps in the deep fryer. Well, that's every depressing. day's a school day, isn't it? Oh, that is depressing. We went for a curry this week, though, didn't we? We love a curry. We did, and we found a. It's been a good food week, isn't it? Hasn't it? Because that was um. 
That was delightful. It's a very, very good curry can, house. Can I just tell you what annoys me about going for a curry, right? And we love a curry, don't we? Yeah. Don't look so serious. It's absolutely fine. Mm. It's when I... Because I like a hot curry. I like chilies. It's when can I... Can I just interject here? What? That no one in... I, I love curry. Yeah. I've done all my life. My mum and dad were massive curriers. I have never met anybody... Yeah. ...who can eat a curry as hot as Louise and... It will not even touch the sides well, on it, heat wise. Oh, heat wise! Because you can. I've noticed. I don't know what it is for you, but it's like in criminal hot. Yeah, I love it. But do you know what annoys me is when I order a curry, and the other day I had a risala, which sounds like a mm. stripper, um, and they always go, "Oh, it's very hot." Mm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, aware, but they wouldn't say that to a man, though. No, I think they would. I think they would. Right. It's just, well, let's go for a curry tonight and you do an experiment then. What? And I'll order the hottest one. Yeah. And, then, and see but, whether they say to you. Yeah. Oh, it's very hot. But you do order the hottest thing that they can get, and then you go, "I like it hot." If you can make it really hot. Mm. And um, yeah. But it's like they don't believe a woman can eat a hot. I don't curry. think it's that. I just think it's. I do. I think they give a warning to every. No, let's try because. All right, we'll do. We'll try it yeah, tonight. We're going for I don't a curry think tonight. If you ordered a vindaloo or whatever tonight, then I don't think they would say that to you. Yeah, but you don't order vindaloo. You go hotter. Well, that's not a farl, is it? The risala is a is vindaloo level. I would say. Would you? Yeah, I'd say right, it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll try it tonight. Mm. If you want the risala, I'll order it, and then we'll just switch a room. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. Yes, good timing. Good timing, good planning. Mm-hmm. We have um, uh, your brother Bob coming up to stay with us tonight. He is, he hasn't been up for here since we've done the house up really, because we've been away and all that, but um, it's been a long time, but we're going to see Susie in the Bantries tomorrow Ooh. in uh, Wolverhampton, which will be amazing, because apparently she's fantastic. How old is she? Uh, she's got to be in her 60s, she's got to be, she's got to be around... Ooh, She's got to be sixty-five or so, but apparently she's really looked after herself. The reason we got the reason I can say this is because my brother's mate is the guitarist in the band, so uh, he, she's really looked after her voice. She's really looked after herself. She can perform properly. So it's um, a big yoga nut. Apparently, she lives in the states now, but it's the first time they've gone out on tours for decades. So oh, it's wow. it, it's getting a ticket's like. Like unicorn teeth. Wow! Is she running out of money? Then is that why? No, I just think there's a big call for it. I think she's oh, got a very nice life, but I think there's a very big call for all that kind of stuff. And your brother is works in the music music industry, and he's a musician as well. What happens if she goes? Oh my God! Our guitarist has gone down sick. Is anybody in the audience? Can they play the guitar? And then your brother Bob will go. I can, and then he'll have to go up, and then he'll think, be on stage. I think the thing about her is she's had three guitarists it's a really weird story her initial guitarist was the son of one of my dad's best mates really weird right lived Ooh. in Emma lived in Emma Lempstead and uh, John Hollandeel my dad's mate wonderful fella proper old colonel like really posh but just a wonderful fella and um, but yeah it was his son but he's, he don't want to do it anymore he dipped out of it for ages and then she had two other guitarists really unique styles so Chris the guy who's had to take it over 
He's, it's his dream job to get this, but he re- he's really had to study those three guitarists, and apparently he's brilliant at it. So oh, wow. It's going to be great. It's going to be really good. I haven't been to a gig for years. Oh, so how it's going to be yeah, yeah, it's going to be very good. Oh, Apart from you... festivals. We go to, we do the odd yeah. festival, don't we? But, um, yeah. Well, will you go backstage and meet her? I don't know. I don't know. I always get a bit weird with that kind of stuff, because mm. I don't like ligging. It's like being at a gig, stand-up gig, if we're both on... That's fine, but if you're on and I go with you, you know I don't like being in the dressing room. Although I know everyone, I just don't. I, it's a weird one. I don't like being in dressing rooms if I'm not part of it. Oh, do you feel a bit left out? No, I feel like an intruder. Oh, well, that's because you're a lovely person and you don't want to get in the way because a lot of people don't have the same. Um, no. What's the word? Um, class. Okay, class. Class is me. I'm very uh, classy. You are, and um, which is why I am marrying you. Mm. 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 Um, Yin and yang. Uh, is that right? <laughs> is it? Tread very carefully, Edward. Yes. Um, Says the woman who farted on my head when I twisted my ankle the other all day. All right, then. I'm going to bring this to a close. Uh, mm. ooh, t- just very quickly, tell the listener how much weight you lost with the, your poo yesterday. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I weighed myself in, and I weighed myself yeah, out, and yeah. I weighed went from eighty point three kilos yeah. to seventy nine point seven. Wow! Wow! Yeah, it was a big one. Oh my I god! <laughs> I've been backed up for a couple of times. It's all I can't chips. Believe, Jesus, why do you always have to? Bring it down to such a base level, Louise. <laughs> That's why you're marrying me. <laughs> you love my base level. I do. I love it. Yeah, all I, right. I adore you. Good. And that's a perfect way to end this. I adore you too, Edward. But let's get that life insurance sorted out. You keep <laughs> eating all them chips. I love you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Thanks so much for listening. It's very much appreciated. If you do want to tell me how your week's been, you can email me on info at lukeonran.com. And if you've really enjoyed yourself, then why not join my Patreon page and get a little bit more involved? Then you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash comedian and you can join in with the gang there. But otherwise, I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>